Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Aspirant. Tag Data Talk covers topics on the current state and outlook of analytics and data science. We use an interview format with professionals and academics to discuss use cases, future trends, talent and skills, organizational structures, and tool advancements related to data science and analytics. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Mohammed Chara, Enterprise Director, Data Science and Machine Learning at UPS, and we're talking about organizing and developing a successful data science function. Thanks for joining us, Mo. Thank you, Beverly. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here. So let's start off with some introduction. Tell us why you're so cool. Well, I'm so cool because I get to hang out with smart people like yourself. <laughs> That's number one. Yay. But uh, I, uh, I feel like uh, what makes me special is that I'm, I'm native to the digital analytics, mathematics world. My background has been pretty much a natural progression uh, from learning mathematics and, and statistical sciences to learning computer science, uh, going through the whole digital revolution that happened over time and the access of a lot of data and then taking on roles previously that got me exposed to that growth in, in, in our space and technology. So so that's that's what makes me special. And I get to do that on a daily basis right now mm. at UPS. And uh, you're at the enterprise level. So you're over the U.S., global, everybody. Yeah, basically, yeah. So that... my role is a global footprint. Uh, we are a center of excellence sponsored by the IT organization at UPS. Mm-hmm. And the leadership over there wanted to create a, a state-of-the-art creation creative solution and, and capability and, and function for the UPS organization that can support pretty much every uh, department unit with a cutting edge platform and, and tools and smart people that could, you know, churn out a lot of results uh, for the business, a lot of outcomes for the business. So so that's that was the vision and I'm part of that vision. They brought me in. So I'm relatively new in the organization, but they brought me in to help execute on that uh, and take it to to the next level. Fantastic. Sounds like a huge role and a big responsibility, um, but lots of fun. So let's start off with a little bit of level setting. Um, we talk about organizing and developing a successful data science function, what do we mean by a data science function? Does that include the full Gartner Gartner chart or are we looking at something smaller or what do we mean? Yeah, so for me, a function is a, I, I usually use the word also capability. Mm-hmm. So it's it, um, taking raw material and producing an outcome or a value to the business. Mm-hmm. Per se, so and so, if that covers the entire Gartner chart, then yes, you know you, you need to start looking at uh, data ETL. So how do you extract data? How you transform it, load it, specifically in context of analytics and data sciences? Then you need to look at data management, master data, eventually be able to govern the data, maintain that data, and also enrich it because a data, as a data scientist. You'll have to look at the holistic picture of, of the challenge and see how you can bring in as many information from the outside even to enrich the existing data set. And then eventually look at the tools and the platforms and the technologies that you need to 
exercise that vision and the science. And then we're looking at the modeling, the mathematical, statistical aspects of our work. And of course, you expand on all the way to the end of the spectrum, which is visualization. So you gotta visualize the results and work that was done throughout this entire process. So that visualization can happen either through traditional BI tools like Power BI, Click, Tableau, and others, or could be done by embedding the results into a standalone application that the business is using for decision support. So um, so that's, that's the entire spectrum is a function. So how do you horizontally create a function like this with tools, people, processes, and data that coordinately work towards driving data science's results? Got it. Okay, so it goes upstream a bit. Yeah. Um, it includes things that are related to the data and the structure and what kind of architecture and processes are you establishing. And then as far as the, the layers, it would include things like tools, processes, techniques, and things like that. Exactly. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. So how do, how, because of course each company is going to be a little bit different, but just can you help us understand the process or the template or some kind of framework to even determine the right organizational design for a given company? Well, I don't think there is a, uh, a framework that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think there are multiple avenues you can look at uh, how to establish a function. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first... So it's not necessarily a right or... There is no... Yeah. Got and, it. And, okay. Yeah. In my experience and what I've seen with my colleagues in the space, and and we do quite a bit at U- UPS is also very good at connecting the dots with their customers, enterprise customers, and there is a, quite a bit of shared learning. Sure. So we get to know other companies who are going through the same journey. Yeah. And in reality, there is no solution that works for everybody. So so there are a few dimensions that you have to consider, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is wh- what is the bank of skill set for the organization? So, mm-hmm. so that's the people aspect of it. Do we have the right talent skill set? Are we, are we looking for folks who are analytically driven but have also the technical chops to make something with it? Um, and so that's that's the people aspect. And then eventually you also have to do an assessment of the technology landscape of the organization and see is it a fragmented technology environment? Is it a centralized technology environment? Um, what is the procurement and financial uh, process to to enable tools and technology for such organization? And then the third aspect would be I would call process. You know, how do you enable new innovation and and uh, ownership of insights and and decision making within the organization? Uh, so by understanding which 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 I would call also like governance and culture, which mm-hmm. is the third element. Mm-hmm. So by looking at these three dimensions, then you can eventually figure out where if the first question is where will a data sciences function reside, uh, especially like a center of excellence. Um, well, 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 should it be, you know, in IT? Should it be in operations? Should it be in strategy? Uh, sometimes you even see it in marketing function because they have abundance of data and a lot of need for that at the moment. But, but the question still reside at the beginning. Where do you put it organizationally? And then how much ownership, flexibility, and freedom, degrees of freedoms are you going to give to this capability to innovate so those are those are some of those considerations as you establish a good function in, in data sciences. Okay. 
Great. So looking at the bank of skills that you have within your people, considering the technology, is it fragmented? Is it centralized? How does the funding work? And third, looking at the the governance and the cultural side of it, like what is the process? How does innovation happen? It sounds like what kind of autonomy, what sort of decisions are supported? Uh, Those three dimensions will help you figure that out. Now on the where reside, I know our listeners are probably very interested in hearing your take on this. I've seen the data science and machine learning functions reside in places like strategy very successfully. I've also seen them reside in operations, IT, in analytics itself, if there's a chief analytics officer or a chief data officer. And sometimes they're decentralized in different areas, you know, like you mentioned, marketing or supply chain, especially at UPS, I would think that's very strong. Yeah. So what do you think, of course, there's no silver bullet, no right answer, but what are some kind of pros and cons or ways that you would know what, what works and what doesn't? Yeah, so so if we go back to um, the the three dimensions yeah. I mentioned, mm-hmm. as far as uh, as looking at your organizational assessment, mm-hmm. the result of that assessment can help you decide what is the right function for for a capability like this. But keep in mind, it's it's a maturity process. It's yep. a maturity cycle, and the the idea is that a data science function does should not always sits in the same place Mm -hmm. in an organization, Mm -hmm. depending on its maturity. The ultimate vision and the best vision we can reach is that everybody has a second title of data scientist Mm. in an organization. That's the nirvana there. That's the nirvana, exactly. So, So the ultimate goal is how we can diffuse data sciences across the organization. But before you get into diffusion and scale, mm-hmm. um, we have to think about where do you where where does this organization get established and how and the pattern it needs to go to evolve and grow in a corporation or at the enterprise level. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it in my career, we've moved from corporate strategy when we needed to define a strategy for data sciences. If a strategy is already set up, the leadership in your company have already bought in, they have a vision of the, what they want, then a strategy place is not is not the right for this function. After strategy, I usually consider the enablement aspect, you know, so how, how do you enable this after you have a strategy defined? Mm-hmm. And that's where IT comes in play, in my opinion, and an IT organization that has the chops to innovate technology, work with data, and then set up processes to create a tangible outcome from the strategy. Mm-hmm. And if you are at that phase, then then it makes sense. Eventually, uh, you want, as I said, data sciences as part of your operations, day-to-day mm-hmm. operations. And so uh, an ultimate place for it would be within an operations organization, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, but that, of course, depending on the maturity and the, and the results of those th- three dimensions that I've mentioned earlier. Sure. Uh, as you assess where you are and the maturity of the skill set, the capability, and the tools, then you can decide where it resides in an organization or where it should reside in an organization. Right, got it. Yeah, and that's a huge question because once you establish the where, then you can start you know, answering some of the other questions like what are we going to do and how are we going to do it and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it, it sounds too like there's a center and then there's diffusion from that center. But the reality for a lot of organizations right now is that um, the data science function is in pieces and we're trying to organize and centralize and develop. 
What would you say are some of the resistance points for getting the data science and machine learning functions kind of established and really solidified into a single unit before that diffusion happens? Well, see, for me, I would look at it from, once again, the framework of people, technology, process, and data. Mm -hmm. And we should treat each one of them independently Mm -hmm. and figure out how do we improve at each one? How do we enable people? Do we really need centralized folks reporting or do we need a hybrid federated reporting from an organizational perspective? Um, in the technology side, do we have the investments um, to, to, to do the technology? Where the tools reside? Who administers that? Do we have a platform? Do, can we create an environment where people can collaborate? And then the process aspect goes to culture, which we've discussed earlier. And then, of course, who owns the data and who access the data? Mm. And I think for a successful function, it can be, it needs to be ready to operate in a matrixed hybrid environment where you have data reporting, uh, 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 you have shared ownership of the investment, and you have an environment where you can collaborate as a community of data sciences within an organization. So so UPS is huge. I there is no way, for example, someone like me can lead every project that's going on at UPS, can have an understanding of every sure. nuance and every function at, at UPS. That's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so you need to have that embedded capability within the decision making process and so and so it's having that idea of working in shared ownership creating that transparency creating that shared environment creating a matrix collaboration is is essential rather than just just trying to centralize it or decentralize it i don't think it's the question of one or the other one right it's just it's 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 an ecosystem you know at the end of the day got it got it so do you see the possibility for things like culture, you kept mentioning several things as far as um, ownership of the data or collaborative spirit, those sorts of things, or the technology or even the people that are at the company. Do you see things like that as possibly interrupting or causing barriers to developing a good centralization function? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They are, I I do believe they, they represent a barrier. However, Anything represents a barrier when you're introducing innovation mm-hmm. into an organization. And so data sciences, in my opinion, is if it's not already embedded mm. uh, at a, a mature level, incorporating it in the organization is an innovation itself. Got it. And so innovation requires change. And change comes with natural resistance, comes with a little bit of pain, you know, and and some some additional effort that was not expected. So that naturally creates resistance within within any any company. I don't think it's it's critical. Uh, I think we got to a point where all leaders across you know organizations, the majority of companies out there, understand that data is powerful. They understand that the science and technology has caught up mm-hmm. with uh, what I call science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there is a lot of things that we can do with the power of data, technology, and science. 
Yeah. Um, no so, kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a great time. It's an amazing time for it us is. right now. Some of the things I work with uh, at UPS is it's a different scale, different game, very, very innovative, cutting edge problems to uh, to look at. So so it's an exciting time. You know? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's an amazing time. Right yeah, these now are great us. problems that we have. So how do yeah. you know when you've succeeded? How do you know you've really developed and organized your data science and machine learning functions in an effective way? What are the measures of success? Ultimately, a function in data sciences should reach a point that it's a mini consulting agency within the larger organization. And as any service provider or products provider, the number one measure of success is customer satisfaction. Mm. Um, so so the, the minute I start hearing positive feedback from the functions that we support and we see decisions being made on top of our results, then, then there is a level of satisfaction and adoption. Because let not you know lie to ourselves. There is no guarantee in the world that it says if you do a statistical modeling exercise or an analytical uh, exercise, the result will be positive at the end of the day. No, no guarantee. There is no guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is. It's not like. Uh, I, I I show you a piece of land and I tell you to go build a house or something. I'm like, yeah, I can build it. I know it's been done before. We see the challenge. But with data, there is a lot of unknowns. Yeah, no kidding. The reality of the business, there are a lot of unknowns. And it's all about hypothesis testing. Yeah. And so in that situation, the second measure for me would be how the throughput of the hypothesis tests that we do on a daily, weekly, yearly basis. Uh, as long as we have an increased uh, rate of questions we've answered, hypotheses we've tested, mm. and are able to bring learning back to the organization, then then that would be uh, another another measure. And of course, the third one, which is usually the most important one in reality, is is financial reward. You know, so what's what's the the return on investment? Got it. Okay. I know you mentioned three, but I put down six because I read well, between I, the lines. Yeah, you read between <laughs> I read the lines. between the lines. So here's, here's what I had was when your data science and machine learning function becomes advisory, when people yeah. seek advice and it's not just an order taking function, but the pivot of the table has happened yeah. and you're proactively being able to advise. Um, second, you talked not this particular question, but you talked a lot about innovation. And so when innovation is happening, that's probably a measure of success. Exactly. I see lots of even large companies today that there's no innovation for their data science um, and machine learning functions. So I would think that that would be a, a success measure. And you mentioned it several times. Third, I put customer satisfaction. Like when you know that the people you're serving, the decisions that you're supporting are pleased and they're seeing you know, some positive results. Fourth, which is my favorite actually, is you mentioned data-inspired decision-making where you are starting to see less of the golden gut decision-making and more of the data-driven. Fifth was the throughput. Like there's a lot that's happening. You know, lots of solutions are being developed and insights are being generated. And then the last one was um, the financial rewards that come from it. Like you can tell for sure that companies that are using data science are um, financially doing better, especially with their decision-making and having that support. So great advice, great measures of success. It's kind of a tall order, but 
I think it's doable, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's doable. <laughs> what would what would you say is the final piece of advice if you were talking to some of our listeners face to face and you're talking to a new analytics professional? What's your final one piece of advice that you would give to an analytics professional trying to help develop and organize the data science and machine learning functions? I would say uh, enable business learning with your team. Oh, fantastic! So, as a leader of a function, I would say. The first priority is to make sure that the data sciences team is learning the business. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, a lot of wonders can happen. Fantastic. Great advice. The data science function shouldn't just be about model building. They should understand the business and the context and the decisions they're supporting. Yeah. Machine learning is what? Is machine learning the business. Um, And so if we can not learn the business, it will be hard for us to teach the machine to learn it. Great, great advice. Thank you. Thanks again to Mo Chara from UPS for speaking to us about organizing and developing a successful data science and machine learning function. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education, hosted by Aspirant. Have a great data set.